Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 84, the Dion Branch episode. Any other 84s anyone can think of? Uh, I should think of right now, and I just can't think of Adam McQuaid? Maybe? I thought he was like a 50-something. Anyways, episode 84. I'm Trey, joined by Dylan and Tucker Cam. You know what? It's the Dennis Schroeder episode because Dennis Schroeder turned down an $84 million deal and is now playing for like $4 million to Celtics. There you I go. I think it said uh, uh, 5.9. It's uh, Jared Tenorti of the Bruins. Jared Tenorti episode. Uh, like I said, Dylan and Tucker and Trey are here. Cam is on vacation in Europe, so he is on a different time zone than us, so it's difficult to record for him, so... He's going to be taking a brief break. Uh, Cam likes to miss episodes. So. Oh, we forgot Randy Moss. Oh, yeah. Randy. Well, Randy Moss we did three episodes ago. But, yes, Randy Moss on the uh, on the Vikings. Um, ways to take of the week. It's going to Cam. Uh, Cam is oh, not here. Oh. Uh, the final results are in. His Deshaun to the Colts take, which I think is god-awful. I love it. The, the second time I listened to it to get our takes down, I was like, this is not going to happen at all. There's no chance. But um, Cam wins the point, moving him to eight. Uh, I am in third with seven. Tucker's in last with not many. And Dylan's in first with a lot. So That was kind of, that was kind of weird. So uh, winners and losers also. Um to start the pod, I mean, I'm feeling a little gross. Cam's not here. Tucker doesn't have his headphones. And Dylan just went through a battle. Um, so we're 30 minutes late. So overall, the pod's a loser. Dylan, you want to talk, talk about your little battle you just had? Uh, yeah, I could go into it real quick. So um, I was about to get ready for the pod. It was 9 o'clock uh, <coughs> Eastern Daylight Time. And... My landlord comes barging into the apartment here. Our house is like attached to their house. And she goes, I need your help. There was a squirrel in their house. I don't know how it got in there. We didn't go into too many details. Uh, but I was giving uh, a weapon of a fishing net. And we ran around her house with her boyfriend trying to get this squirrel for 30 minutes. Her boyfriend ended up getting it. So... I think as a uh, apartment unit, we come out as winners um, for the pod. We're thirty minutes late. No, it's a winner. Uh, it's a winner. Yeah, the, the squirrel's a winner. He's out safely back into the wild. Uh, it's a it's a positive situation. I'd dumped say. him in the lake. Cold <laughs> blood. In well, sack. yeah, they uh, squirrels' natural habitat is a lake, so makes sense. Um, yep. Anything else from sports world? Winner USA. Olympics, we win. Uh, Was not worried. No, that's, I mean, Winter USA, you could just do that every show, Winter USA. But um, anything else, any other takes anyone's been keeping an eye on that that have or have not come true? Um, I got none. Loser Red Sox look bad. Yankees are coming back on. Not playing, yeah. Loser us making fun of the Yankees. Yep, yep. All right, ways to take stunt. Uh, we're only going to have three ways to takes this week because Cam didn't send us in like he said he was going to. So big chance for points here for the three of us. Um, so my ways to take, you know, I, I thought about some of the great takes of all time, you know, some, some nominees from last year's takeies and or wasties. And um, the, the one that stood out was the comeback player of the year takes, you know, that everybody made. And Dylan made the great take that Alex Smith would win comeback player of the year. And he would lead them to a playoff game. Um, I think that was a great take, Dill. Um, I doubted at the time. I didn't think they would make the playoffs, but I forgot that they play in a Mickey Mouse division. Um, I was thinking around the league, who could possibly be up for comeback player of the year? You know, what are some teams that are on the up and coming? And I thought about a team in uh, Ohio, uh, Cincinnati. Um, you got a quarterback who went down with a torn ACL that was supposedly terrible, like torn in multiple places. Uh, you had no line. You had no help at receiver. You know, they just didn't didn't look like a good football team going into into last year. Well, 
in the draft, they drafted Jamar Chase. I don't love the move, um, but they got a wide receiver for Burrow. They did a lot of work on their line through free agency and such. And uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to be your comeback player of the year. Now, I'm not going to go as far as say he's going to win a playoff game because his division actually has good teams in it. And the AFC is looking pretty. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC that could be vying for playoff spots. So I'm not ready to say that yet. Uh, Might amend this take down the road. But for now, I'm just going Joe Burrow, my comeback player of the year. Um. Yeah, I'm going to jump right at that terrible take. Due to the fact that he's a second-year quarterback, comeback means that they like they were something to start, and then they got hurt or had a bad year, and then came back. It, like, it can't be a comeback for a second-year player, because basically, like, he's playing his first real season right now. Like, I think that a player needs to have been, like, down been up then down for them to be a comeback player. Like I think Dak Prescott or Paquan Barkley are likely candidates for comeback player of the year due to the fact that they were very good and then got injured and now we're coming back. Ryan Tannehill is the same type of guy where he was in the league for a few years and then moved and then I mean then sucked. Then moved, then was good. Like I just don't think a second year guy that's ever proved himself and never really has played. Or what he played six games? I just don't see comeback because it's almost like he's finishing up his rookie year. All right. Well, a couple things. First of all, the league loves Burrow. They want Burrow to be, you know, one of these elite quarterbacks going forward. Um, and second of all, oh. what's what's more comeback than coming back from an injury? He's literally coming back from an injury. So if he goes out and he balls out and he's maybe in the MVP conversation. Then I don't see how you couldn't give it to him. I can. I mean, what if what if uh, what if Dak sucks and Saquon gets hurt every year? So what happens when he gets hurt again down the line and he doesn't put up great numbers? And you've got you know uh, Burrow sitting there with decent numbers, even though he didn't have a great rookie year because he got hurt, but he's come back and become a great player. Um, also, say. You said their biggest problem last year was their offensive line. And they did absolutely nothing to fix that offensive line. They're like, Yeah, that sucked last year, huh? Well Tucker, you need to fit you need to you need to pick a lane because you told me after the draft when I said it was a bad pick, you said, Actually I don't hate the pick because they actually have upgraded their offensive line a lot. I don't remember saying that. You said that. But I don't think that. I actually was basing this take a lot on what you said because I actually did zero research on that. So um, thanks a lot (laughs) for being a a flip-flopper. Dylan, do you have anything? Um, I do. So I think that there is merit to um, saying he's – could be a front-runner because off the top of my head, I can't think of literally anybody else. But to Tucker's point, um, I think there also is that sort of, you know, expectation that you were established before getting hurt and then coming back um, because he was he didn't establish. What did he play? Like four games and lost all four and then got hurt. He went out week 11. So I don't know how many games he played. Probably. Well, it wasn't a lot or it wasn't a lot of wins. So, um (laughs) <laughs> but after after a gruesome injury like that, I can I can see that see that being a front runner for <clears throat> for the award. Um, and simply because I can't think of anybody else, I think I'm going to agree with you, Trey. But you know, if there was somebody who was the same situation, who was a starter for three years already, had a decent success, then I would put them ahead of Burrow. I mean, there's Dak Prescott who. Is he coming back? Yeah, he had a compound. No, he's he's coming back. He had a compound fracture, and he'll be back for the season. Actually, I could. So I'm going to change my mind then. So Dak, if Dak comes out and the Cowboys have a halfway decent year and he wins like nine games, eight games, I'm going to give him comeback player of the year 100%. No no if, ands, or buts. I'm going to come out with a take here. Dak Prescott's overrated. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I'm with you there. Tucker? 
I, I don't disagree whatsoever. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm reading an article about the Bengals. They did upgrade their line. Okay, so they... Um, that was right. You were right. Yeah, no, they, they, uh, it wasn't the first pick, but it was like a few picks after No, they, took, they brought in Pro Bowl or Riley Reef to play right tackle. Um, Jonah Williams and Trey Hopkins are, I guess, the best from their line that they're keeping. Um, they brought in second-round pick Jackson Carmen. Um, so, yeah, they did make some moves. And it, well, you know what it was? It was the, there was a very deep lineman class. So they were able to get solid picks later down the line instead of in the first round. <coughs> Jackson Carmen, look at the depth chart right now. Is there third string right guard on their depth chart? So well, like, it's the... It doesn't seem like he made a significant act that. Maybe them having depth will help them, but he doesn't seem to be an impactful player right now. I mean, it's the third week of training camp, so there's still a lot of time. I mean, Michael Onwenu... On Last year for the Patriots came out of nowhere. He was probably down there to begin the training camp, and he began, ended up being one of the better linemen in the league for a rookie. Yeah, sure. Um, Bill Belichick, great drafting. He's very good at drafting linemen. I've maintained that. Um, okay, uh, that's all I have. Who's next? I got one. Um, I was looking at the NFL. I was looking at offensive lines. I was looking at different things, but that dude is what Trey was saying. And I've decided who I believe will be the 2021 rushing leader. This team has an incredible offensive line, a young, extremely talented running back, and a huge QB problem right now, which probably will lead to more carries by their running back. Can anyone guess who I'm talking about? Um, uh, I have it on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember... Who he plays for? Is it the Buckeyes running back from a few years ago? What's his name? Uh, no, not a Buckeye. No. Okay, then I don't know. It is Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin, okay. who is now at Indianapolis Colts. With everyone knows the Colts' offensive line incredible. Like no one's ever doubted that their offensive line is great. Jonathan Taylor had a great rookie season where he somewhat shared. Fast as Marlon Mack, but overall, he got the vast majority of the snaps. And now it's coming back for a second year. Uh, they're having huge problems at QB right now, with um, obviously with Carson Wentz out and questionable for his future. And now they're debating whether uh, they're thinking about putting Jacob Houston in or more likely pick Sam Ellinger. As I said, I think Sam Ellinger can bring them to the playoffs. I don't think Sam Allinger will be the reason they go to the playoffs, but I think the team, regardless of quarterback, can be a playoff team. They're a great defensive team. They're a great running team. They have a great line. I just see Jonathan Taylor having an incredible year this year. I can see him winning, running for a rushing title. Um, I could see it. I certainly could. I mean, everything's there. It makes sense. The Colts have long had the best line in the league um they haven't had that guy that's been able to you know be the best ball carrier for them the you know the lead horse um i can see taylor becoming that guy and obviously they're not going to be able to throw the ball all that much uh unless they uh figure something out with quarterback or if your take about sam ellinger being a stud comes true um so, yeah, I, I think it's possible. I, I don't say I'm going to definitively agree and be like, yep, it's locked in, but I think it's entirely possible. Bill? Um, I, I don't understand Tucker's uh, – I don't understand your deal with the Colts. You've been high on the Colts for so, for since before. I still am. I no no I I know you are That's two straight Colts takes in a row. You you you've been high on the Colts since before the start of last year, and it didn't really work out well for you. Um, I I know the Colts. I think the Colts were good last year. I think that they suffered from a few problems, but I mean, Philip Rivers was the biggest thing holding them back. I think that's what I said last year. And yeah, I, 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 I,
Their line's incredible. Their run game was incredible. But they have a guy that's known to lose every single one-score game. And guess what happened? They lost a bunch of one-score games. I know. I, mean, I, so, I really I just like this team. I think they're very impressive all around. I think Frank Reich is the top coach in the NFL. Um, I just, everything about this team just screams that they're due. So... I don't disagree. I think they are a good team. I think last year you were too high on them. Um, yeah, they, maybe. With, this year is a little bit more reasonable. Well, um, they still don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I was just about to say that. They still don't have a quarterback, uh, but probably whoever they get is going to be better than Bill Rivers um, back there for them. So, but your take was about this running back? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. So... I, I just don't see a rookie having that much. He's not a rookie. Team. Uh, yeah, second year. Yeah, and okay. Young yeah, yeah. running backs, back, like, deep. Like, you don't see as many veteran running backs doing well after, like, year six or seven. That's why they don't get big second or third contracts. I don't know. I, I think, mean, I think he's got his rushing title in the second year. Like, it's pretty common for players to get their rushing titles at young I ages. think Zeke led the league in rushing in his second and his third year. Yeah. All right, I think I'm getting uh, outst on this one, so I might just have to agree and not take the, the <laughs> shit from you guys. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go a uh, guy I've never heard of uh, for 2,000 yards, please. Thank you. All right. Uh well, I, I was just trying to correct you and say he wasn't a rookie, but then Tucker jumped on your skull. So, um, all right. Um, I just like the Colts. The reason I can't get high on them is because like they need they need to be in win now mode because this team isn't going to last. They're going to run into you know problems with money and uh, age and stuff like that. So why not trade a couple first round picks for? Why not do exactly what Cam said and bring in Deshaun Watson? Why not, you know, trade a couple picks and move up in the draft and get somebody you can turn into a quarterback? Even Carson Wentz, signing Carson Wentz, is like, okay, that's a, there's a 50-50 shot he's going to be anything. <coughs> and there's probably an 80% chance he's going to get hurt. Because like I've said for years, ever since we started this podcast, he's not a good quarterback because his bones are made of glass and, he's, and he can't stay on the field. So I don't see why they don't go out and make an actual move and get an actual quarterback. But I don't know. I don't run the team. Uh, Dill, um, your take? Uh, okay, I'm sticking with the NFL. Um, switching gears to our favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson, specifically. Um, in 2019, he had his ascent, like his first full year. And was MVP. He was absolutely electric. But guys figured out how to play against him last year. The Ravens were good. Um, he was not as good as his year prior. Um, in terms of his personal stats, I think teams figured out how to play more against him, although he's still very effective. Uh, I think we are in the stage of uh, Lamar's career and his play style uh, where it's going to get tough for the guy. Um, I think it's not sustainable. Um, I think we've talked about it extensively. Uh, and I haven't heard much from Ravens camp about um, great things going on with this team. I actually haven't heard anything at all, um, good or bad. So I think we're going to see a Lamar Jackson this year that we haven't seen before. I think we're going to see a deeply defined Ravens team. And uh, it, Lamar, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to get hurt because that would just be a, like, the easy way out. I really, I really don't think. I just think it's not as effective. I think, I think he's going to be deemed a middle-of-the-pack quarterback by the end of the year. I don't, like He's still high now. I think he's not top tier i think he's the tad below because of his play style but by the end of the year i think we're going to consider him to be a meh kind of middle of the road quarterback 
Um, the only thing I've heard coming out of Ravens camp is that Lamar had COVID. So that's a bad start, certainly. Twice. Um, yeah. So, but I would say, yeah, he's, I, I would disagree and say that I do think he's seen as a top five quarterback in the league. Um, I know in Madden, he's rated as like the third or fourth best. Um, so uh, I think he is seen as that top tier talent, but I agree with you. I, I have said this from day one. I think episode one, I said this in the podcast. People are going to figure out how to stop that run and how to make him throw the ball. And until he learns how to throw the ball better, he's not a terrible passer. Until he learns how to become that elite passer, he's not going to stay in the elite echelons of quarterbacks. He will slip to that next tier of guys. Now, I don't know if it's going to be middle of the pack. I still think he'll be in the top half just because of what he can do with his legs. I mean, there's not, no way you can stop it every time. But I do think that he needs to develop as a passer still. And I still haven't seen that from him. Based on last year, didn't see it from him. Um, I, I just... I. Tucker started the whole Lamar's a running back thing, and I disagree with him at first. It's like, come on, he's a good quarterback. And then last year happened, and I had made a take, I think, that he'd never win a Super Bowl because he's never going to develop as a passer. I'm pretty sure that was one of my wasted takes. And um, I think that he just, you know, he's one of those guys, when you figure out his play style, you can stop him. If you have a smart head coach and a smart defense, you can keep him, you know, between the pocket there and make him throw the ball. And, I mean, a part of it is the Ravens not having – terrific receivers either i mean hollywood brown has not been what they thought they were going to get from him um but uh they also have had a decline in their running game um a little bit so i i don't know i think that he is going to slip this year again and be considered in that next year of not elite guys but decent guy like good guys that you want tucker um i think this year be a turnaround for him. I think he's got some additional weapons at wide receiver with Debbie Watkins and Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got more options than he did in the past, which I think could be big for him. Uh, as well as I think J.K. Dobbins is an incredible running back. Um, but I do think this is a make or break year for him. I think last year was kind of expected. You're going to get a regression after an MVP season. But this year, you're going to need a great year out of him to prove that he's still up there as a top 10 guy, or a top 5, as some people want to put him. But even a top 10 is going to be a make or break year. I think that's more of where I'm getting at, too, Tuck, is, um, like, obviously, after the – you can't expect that uh, MVP caliber season two years in a row. And, yeah, this is probably make or break. Uh, type of year in, in terms of how we're going to perceive him moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Is this a Max Steel guy or is this a guy that had an incredible first and second year in the league? Or just second year? I mean, it happens all the time, right? Like, these guys have these breakout years and then you never hear from them again throughout the league in yeah. three more years. So Yeah, so you got this is going to be the make or break for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a, I think it's a decent take, though. I think it could go either way. I mean, he could show up again and be that guy, or it's entirely possible. I think a lot of people won't don't think it's possible, but I think it's entirely possible that he just kind of turns back into a pumpkin and he's like just not that good. I don't think he'll ever be terrible. I think he I, just won't be I, that good. I say that because last year he didn't. It's not like he had a bad season. It's not like the Ravens were like not a good team. They were still decent. Um, still won a lot of games where they like 11 and five or something. Lost the um, Patriots. So, uh, I don't know. I just didn't see anything big coming out of him. I saw a decline out of him. And again, I know that we said that, uh, you can't really have those like two of those caliber years back to back, but you know, it seemed like it was even more of a decline than you might expect. And if, and if that continues, that's not going to bode well for his perception longevity, I think. So. Okay. Um, so that's Wasted Takes. Let's move on to some segments. Uh, Alexa, Actually, well, before, we, before we get into it, uh, I have to declare myself a winner. Uh, Joe Buck was host Jeffy last night. Um. 
And there were a lot of people saying they really liked them. I got Megan saying, I hate to break it to everyone, but I really enjoyed Joe Buck as Jeopardy host. So uh, a lot of of tweets. I don't don't get the Joe Buck hate. I really don't. That that's what that's what a lot of these things are talking about. I never, I mean, I I never really understood it. I always liked them, but um, this guy uh, <clears throat> for the pitch, uh, Joe Buck is like Nickelback. Y'all only hate him because the internet told you to. Yeah, I think that's entirely right. And I also don't hate Nickelback. Don't love them by any means, but you know, I don't. I think they have a few bangers. Um, I I also heard that if whoever gets hired has to quit their other jobs and that has to be their full-time gig. Do you think that'll stop him from doing it? This is, this was my take way back when was that he is getting old. He's doing less stuff. He's sick of the road. He's sick of doing MLB games on Saturday, Sunday, going to do football games on Monday morning. He's sick of it. I think he's getting old. I think he's going to take this cut. This jeopardy, not cut, take this jeopardy payload. He's about to, get offered and sit on this bum in California and say the questions for 20 years and then die. Like that, <laughs> that sounds like perfect. I mean, that, he only has to work one day a week. They record all episodes for the week on like Sunday. It's great. I mean, yeah, Dell, I, I, I disagreed with you, I, but it's looking like it's more possible. So could be a take of the year candidate if it happens. So we'll see. Um, all right. Olympics are over. Uh, the United States winners, as mentioned before, won the most medals. However, or are they? However, China is counting Taiwan as their medals, so they are claiming they won. I don't like that. I don't like that move from the Chinese government. Not a fan. Disavow. Disavow the Chinese government right now. I'm declaring my disavocation of the Chinese government. Are we a? Anti-China podcast. I think we're not anti-China. We're anti uh, that that regime. <laughs> Xi Jinping. That's the president, right? We're anti Xi Jinping. And you know what? Let's go Vlad in there. We're also an anti Vlad podcast. I'll go anti-Putin too. I'm ready to jump on that bandwagon. Any thoughts, still? Yeah, yeah I'm big anti uh, Chinese government for sure. What about uh, Vlad? I've never, I've, ne- I've never really liked Vladimir Putin. Anybody who calls themselves the Kremlin, I know that that's just like what they call their their person, but like that's just no. That's weird. where he, that's where they work. The Kremlin. He's they the call, he's the president of Russia, except he wins every election by ninety nine percent. So it's they not call real. Him the Kremlin, Do they? I, I thought he just yeah. works in the Kremlin. Maybe my political. I don't, I don't know if they work in the Kremlin. I just know they call him the Kremlin. My maybe my political science degree is failing me. I don't know. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't like that from China. It's a scummy move. Also, Russia scum because they can't even show their flag at the Olympics because they cheat all the time. But anyways, the two big, the two other superpowers not really showing up. But uh, U.S. also winning gold in basketball. So loser for all those takes about them being frauds. Uh, they. So oh, we all knew they were going to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I have. Yeah, I mean, I would have said that they were going to win, but they were just. I th- I thought that they could could. There was a good chance they could get upset. Turns out they were just fooling around, and they knew this is going to be easy, and it was. So, uh, USA wins gold. Um, too bad Mr. Carmelo wasn't on the team. We know he hold, he cherishes those gold because he's the only thing he'll ever win. Um, but I didn't watch, I watched a little bit of the game the other night from the bar. That's all I watched. So I didn't watch much of it. Um, Tucker, did you watch any of the gold medal game or any of the other ones? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that shows the state of mind I was in. Uh, Dylan, did you watch? You were also there. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that shows my state of mind. So, um, also, I watched from the bar, I watched diving and I watched volleyball. Volleyball was electric. Diving was electric. And some handball, women's handball. That's, that game seems easy. Um, but any, anything else from the Olympics as we wrap up our coverage until two years in Beijing? 
Um, I don't know. Oh, I guess just, a year. Actually, a year until Beijing because everything got thrown off because of COVID. Like the Summer Olympics to me used to have this aura around it, especially I remember 20 or 2008 specifically in Beijing and then London. Was that 12? I was 2012, yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this year, first off, I really think it should have been the 2021 Olympics. It actually frustrates me that they still call yeah, it that the was 2020 stupid. Olympics. Yeah, I agree. I, I think because they can't, like, they can't change it. They were all set up and ready to go. Like, <coughs> but I have like eight billion signs. They're just gonna put a one on it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it might have part to do with it. Uh, but um, I didn't feel that. Uh, I didn't feel that sort of uh, energy around it this this uh, time around. Which is sad, and I think that has more to do with uh, the state of, you know, feelings for the country at the moment. So I think I hope I hope that gets better. I think that's just what I got. I think that has it had to do more with COVID. I think not having any people there, having it delayed a year, you know, having just kind of this overall cloud of dread over it, um, kind of kind of dampened it for me. I mean, I I also for the first time in my life, you know, don't have cable at readily access to cable. So I've watched less of, uh, sports in general, but certainly the least amount of Olympic events I watched this year, um, was this Olympics only could really watch them when I was around a TV when they were on. Um, so yeah. And then I agree there's, you know, uh, not as much patriotism, uh, nowadays, um, so yeah, maybe not many people as amped up, but I think the COVID was more of the, 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 uh, dampener on it, but I mean, they got through it without, you know, big incidents. So good for them. And, uh, where's the next one? Um, oh, they, they said it a hundred times. Um, uh, Paris. Paris. Yeah. They th- I remember Boston was up for it and God, no. I hope that never happens because this city. I would love it. No, would like this this so city could, could not handle. It's too small. Oh, it, no, there was supposed to be events at my college. Yeah. In one of the gyms at my college, like it would have been a disaster because it was just gonna be like colleges and stuff taking it over. I would have left like, wherever I was. Like, I would have subleased, left, and just let people live in my place for for you know th- three weeks and just bump up the rent and just leave because it would be a nightmare but Tucker your thoughts on the overall Olympics um I love the Olympics I watched a lot this year I just had it running in the background no matter what I was doing <coughs> um crazy crazy fact how long do you guys think it is for the next Olympics three years six months oh well yeah no wait when is Olympics, it really six it's months six months it's February 4th it is less than months away for the next Olympics. Yeah, so I was thinking it was 2022 as in like December of 2022, but yeah, no, you're right. Oh. It is six months. Oh, that's no, nuts. Months yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Beijing, yeah. See, I, I, and that's the point I'm getting at is that I would, like right now, I'm more excited for the Winter Olympics. Like usually the Summer Olympics has that oh, more. Me, me too, but usually it has that like thing about it that gets you really excited so i think summer's summer's the bigger deal it's kind of lost it for me though summer's i like watching it summer's the bigger deal because it's more of like the traditional olympics that you think of with like all the track and field and stuff like that but personally i like i like both the same i love olympic hockey olympic hockey might be my favorite olympic event in you know if you include both olympics and i love um you know, the skiing and stuff like that, seeing people wipe out and the bobsledding and like that stuff's nuts. Like it has crazy events too. So uh, I'm, I'm super in on the winter games. Uh, so you did skip curling. Curling. Yeah. Curling's cool. I don't, I don't mind curling. I even, I even screw with figure skating. I'm not, I'm not afraid. No, to no, I am. I don't like that. It's boring. <laughs> the doubles, the doubles figure skating. I like uh, Chaz, Michael, Michaels and what's his name? Yeah, that's that's about my extent of finger figure skating. So, 
Um, all right. Other news in the sports world. Uh, Hard Knocks starts tonight for the Cowboys, so I'm going to watch that after Holy we finish. Holy shit, that's going to be huge. Um, so, NFL, the only thing that I can really think of, the only big news is what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Tucker, I think he's going to the Eagles. Uh, there was apparently serious talks between the Texans and the Eagles. I don't know what happened, but um, all of a sudden – he showed up today in pads to, to practice for the first time. I don't know if he played. I didn't hear anything else. I just heard that he showed up. Um, but it's kind of Deshaun Watts at this point. We had Brady watch. We had Brady watch last spring. We got uh, Deshaun watch this fall. So. I think it's too late at this point for Deshaun to be traded. I, I just I feel like the trade would have happened. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's going to play for t- the Texans. This is his first. If he, so let's say he went out and actually practiced today, it's his first practice out of like 12 days of eligible practice to be actually practicing as the starting quarterback. I don't think that would just happen like that. Oh, and he's unlikely to play in preseason. Well, of course, yeah. Well, he wouldn't play any, even if he loved Texas and he wanted to stay there forever, he wouldn't be playing in the preseason. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm excited for the Patriots preseason opener on Thursday because we're probably going to see some Mac, right? Unless they decide <coughs> he's the starter this week, which they've said he's not. We're probably going to see our first taste of Mac. So I'll be watching that game. I will definitely be watching. Wait, aren't you going to be there? I've thought about going, but maybe, maybe. I may be there. I don't know. Um, other news, Hall of Fame enshrinement, Peyton Manning gets in. Edgar and James gets in. Uh, Bill, Bill Cower, Charles Woodson, a uh, bunch of good, bunch of good names. Also, some names I didn't know, but um, Peyton was the big one, I think, and obviously it's very well deserved. Oh, Megatron. oh yeah, Megatron. Yeah, I um, I'm ready to say, I'm ready to say, I don't dislike Peyton Manning at all. I like him. I I, I always, as a kid, wanted to hate him. I didn't really because he didn't really like beat us all that often. Yeah, he beat us in some big games, but I think Brady's record record against him was like eleven and six or something like that. So yeah, he Patriots came out of the top of most of those games against Colts and Broncos. I mean, he's funny. He's like, I don't even hate Eli to be honest with you. I don't like him as much as Peyton, but I don't hate him. I mean. If he was like a cocky prick about the way he won those Super Bowls, I think it'd be different. But he just looks like a guy and sounds like a guy that just stumbled ass backwards into two Super Bowls over the greatest quarterback of all time. So I don't hate the Manning brothers at all. I'm glad Cam's not here to talk because he loves both of them so much. Even Peyton. The way he talks about Peyton, you'd think that Peyton played for his team. Um, but um, And then the Hall of Fame game, too. Watched a little bit of it. It was good to have football back on, but I got bored very quickly with all the, the bums playing. But any thoughts on Hall of Fame stuff, uh, Dill? No, I mean, obviously Peyton Manning's a, a shoe-in. Um, I, I don't really have much to say. You know, he had a tremendous career. Megatron, too. Um, no, uh, backtracking back to... Deshaun, um, because I had a take a while back that um, I had him going to the Eagles. Tucker had him going to the Eagles. Eagles Eagles and Colts. Oh, you know, you're right, Tucker, because I I, I agreed with your take. Yeah, that's a perfect fit for him. So I'm all in on that. But I do feel like a trade should have happened already, but you never know. That's such a crazy situation. Tucker Hall of Fame stuff? Um, I didn't watch too much. I think Peyton Manning just like a great guy, and I think he might be an ex-commissioner. I wouldn't hate that. Uh, nah, also, he would, he, there's no way he'd want it. I think I don't understand like, how, how he hasn't gotten a, the Monday night job already. I don't understand how he isn't a, a, a commentator. He owns the NFL. I mean, like, Yeah, I think you have to have some sort of like neutral figure that doesn't care about the players nor the owners to be your your commissioner. Or no, he cares about the owners more than the players. That's what you need because you need a guy that's going to be good for business to be the commissioner, like that rat Goodell. Um, 
All right. Uh, big Celtics news today. They signed Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I know him as the guy that has a little patch of white on his head when the rest of his hair is black. Um, he bleaches like one little square. At least he used to bleach one little square on his head. But he turns down a big deal um, from the Lakers to go play for Boston. Um, I heard some people say that Danny, I mean, not excuse me, not Danny, Brad uh, is doing a great job as GM. I think he's doing okay. I think it's an okay signing. They, need, they obviously need point guard help. And, you know, he's a decent point guard. Um, but you know, I don't think he's ever been that elite guy. Um, I think they do need a third guy to be kind of the star. You know, you don't have that in Al Horford. You don't have that in Dennis Schroeder. So you got, you got to hope again, we're hoping again this year for the third year in a row that, you know, uh, Jalen and Jason can develop into those two like elite, elite talents together that can carry to a super, to, excuse me, to a championship instead of needing to add that third guy. So. I mean, I like the move. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's better than all the rumors I'm hearing about, like bringing back Avery Bradley or Kelly Olynyk or Isaiah Thomas, who I think is cooked. He's dropping 80 point games in these, you know, rec league games, but he's hasn't been in the league for years. His hip is busted. Like, love him as a guy. If you're gonna bring him in, sit him on the bench, have him be a team guy. Love him, but he's cooked as a basketball player. But uh, Tucker, Dennis Schroeder, what do you think? I like the signing. I think that it's the only position we need. I mean, there's a guy one year ago who was getting offered $21 million a year. I think that was a bit excessive and he didn't deserve that much. But I also don't <clears throat> think that he's, like, I don't think he's worth a hundred, I mean, $84 million over four years. I think he's worth more than $5 million, though. I agree. So yeah. I'm happy with the contract. I think it's good for the Celtics. He's a great defensive player. You know that Mark, I think, will fare well with a guy like Marcus Smart. They'll bring a lot of intensity to the team. I think that we're getting a defensive mindset between Rob Williams down there, down on the post, and then Marcus Smart and uh, Dennis Schroeder up in the guards. I think this is becoming a defensive-oriented team, which makes a grittier team. And you know what? All right. I agree with everything you said. Um, I especially think that the deal they got him for was great. Just, you know, I don't think the player's that elite, but I think they got him at a great price. Um, Dill, your thoughts? Do you even know who this dude is? Uh, all I know is this guy has got the right mindset. Get the hell out of Laker Nation when, while you can. Um, I think this solidifies my take from last week or two weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> no, last, it was last week. Um, how do you turn down that type of money and sign a one-year deal unless you are like, I can't be here anymore. There's some, I think there's something in the water that's no bueno. He sees it, he realizes it, and he was out. I like that, um, though. I like that. Join the Seas, the team that has the deepest rivalry rivalry with the team you just left because you know you hate them and you want to beat them. So I think this is great from for uh, my morale. So I'm all in on this guy. I hope he's a starter and he beats the crap out of the Lakers when we play him. All right. Um, do we have anything else from the sports world this week? Red Sox struggling, trying to figure it out. Yeah, we could touch on it, I think. Um, I think they've lost nine out of their last 11, not looking hot. They're still in second. The Yankees are at their heels. Um, you know, everybody goes through rough patches. Uh, that's baseball, baby. Um, everybody gets, you know, starts not hitting. Every pitcher start not throwing the right pitches. The other teams get lucky. You get, you get unlucky. Uh, um, I think they're still a great team. Um, I, I don't think it's time to make rash decisions. Like I'm reading on the Internet about, like, changing up everything. Like, I don't think they need to change up everything. Um I think uh, I think they just need to dig deep. You know, that's that's part of you know playing a sport is um, having that you know gear to get into when the going gets tough, as Donner likes to say. Uh, the going gets tough. The tough get it done, baby. The tough get it done. Are we tough? We'll, we'll see. L P U P apostrophe L L. We'll see. Um, so. 
I think this team can dig deep. I think they have guys that um, do well under uh, under pressure. So um, they got Sale coming back. <clears throat> uh, they got um, what's his face Schwarberg coming in with a new power bat. Maybe they just need a little bit of a shake up. Has he played? Has he played season. yet? No, he's, he 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 was basically traded when he had like a screwed up uh, hamstring. So. Uh, he just had to recover. So top of the ninth right now, four four against Tampa Bay with two runners on. So not looking great and one out, but you know, still a winnable ball game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tucker, do you have anything on the Sox at all? Uh, four days for sale. That is all. Yeah, sales coming back. So hopefully he's his old self. All right. Um, list guys. We had an interesting thought about list guys for the episode. We didn't really have them. Cam's a big list guy here. Uh, as we've stated, but today we're doing list of top five numbers. So list your numbers uh, from your favorite to your fifth favorite, from your fifth favorite to your favorite number. Could do anything. You know, we open to interpretation. Could it be sports related? Yes. Could it be math related? Sure. Why not? Uh, it could be anything. So, <clears throat> so my number five, I'm coming in with the number two. Now, you can divide half the numbers by two. You can't do the other half. It determines if they're even or odd or not. You know, it's easy to count up by two, four, six, eight, you know. I mean, I'm going to stop you there. You can divide any number by two. I'm just saying uh, evenly, evenly, evenly. All right, there you go. Don't we'll read into it too much. This is a sports podcast. Good. Yeah, so, I mean... Uh, two is an elite number just because it's used a lot, I feel like. it's a It's a... It's a number that's used a lot, you know, and um, you take a number two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You think about some great number twos in sports. Uh, Derek Jeter. That's the only one I can think of. But I'm going with number two and number five. Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts. Yes. I'm going with number two and number five. Tucker. Uh, I'm going to throw out the honorable mention to start out. Uh, I, uh, that's my first honorable mention. My second honorable mention, 73. That's my number. It always hits every single game. I highly recommend picking it. Let me write that down. Uh, but my number five is 777. I gotta pick this. I mean, it's a lucky number. If you hit it in a casino, you win big. So yeah, I'd say that's a great number to find. Find it at 777. It just feels lucky every time <coughs> it. And you know, you find the 777 at a casino and you got a couple hundred bucks here. Uh, Dylan, number five. Uh, number five for me uh, is a number that I just said, and that's five. Um, number five, uh, Nomad Garcia Para, my favorite uh, baseball player, my first favorite baseball player. I uh, have a shirt that when I first uh, got it, um, it went down past my feet, and now it fits me great. And I great investment. It's a large. Um, it's probably considered an antique by now, because um, I think that's 20 years is something is considered antique, maybe. I might, I might be just making that up. Uh, also, number five, I wore the number for sports growing up. Um, and uh, you also have five uh, fingers on each hand and five toes on each feet. So it's a natural, number. natural number. All right. My number four is going to be an unpopular pick here. But I'm going to go with 69. 69 is my number four. Now, you might be asking, why would it be 69? That's like the number, right? It's overused a little, you know? You, you can't really do much with it. You know, you hear the, the funny number, the sex number. You think, haha, and then, like, it happens again. You're like, okay, kind of less funny this time. Um, but it is funny. It is a funny number. Every time you hear 69, you get a little smile on your face. So, um, you know, in terms of math, it's a complicated number to multiply for me i'm simple mind so you know you know multiplying these numbers you know past past my tens it's, it gets tough for me so um i'm gonna i'm gonna put slot 69 number four because while it is a very funny number it's not very useful outside of comedy so it's my number four uh tugger uh yeah my number four uh it represents the greatest red Sox and the greatest uh celtic of all time anyone know the number 34 33 34. 33. Jason Barrett, oh, 33. Larry Bird. 
Wow. I mean, it could be 34 too, right? Paul Pierce. David, and David Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, that would. I went but straight 33. I don't know why. I'm proud of you, Dale. Dale got to it immediately. But uh, Jason Veritek, my favorite athlete of all time. Uh, Larry Bird, Celtic legend. I mean, it was just, 33 was my favorite. Like, uh, I just love Jason Veritek so much coming up. I couldn't leave 33 off. Respect. Dale, you're number four. Is it number four? Uh, No, number four is not on my list. I do not like the number four at all. <laughs> um, I wish it wasn't a number. I hate the number just four. Skip from three to five because, uh, God, I just hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, number four for me is number 25. Number 25 is my mom's favorite number. I like to honor that. Uh, I used to wear that number in high school because of it. Uh, also, Mike Lowell played third base for the Red Sox, a legend. Uh, won a World Series with Mike Lowell. Um, 25, I, it, it's the day of the month in which my mom was born, so I think that's why she liked it so much. But um, it also has five in it, which we all know is my fifth favorite number. Um, and uh, two, which is also a tremendous number, which looks like a five if you mirror it and flip it upside down. So, um, yeah, I'm going with 25 and four. All right. Also, quarter of a century. Yeah, it's an easier number in math. It's a good number to know. Um, yeah, no, I'm going. <laughs> so my number, my number three is going to be the number 19. 19 is my lucky number. I was born on August 19th, 1996. Um, everywhere in my life, 19 just kind of pops up, strangely. Uh, I remember being a kid and like, do you guys remember like in our classes, they would give us numbers based on like our name. Like you would be, you would also have a class number. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I was like 19 a, cu a couple times. Um, and like they would have sometimes like raffles and they just pick out a number for like stupid stuff. Like there was a Patriots poster once that I won because 19 was my number and it was picked. Um, so I've just seen 19 throughout my life. Um, it's been my lucky number. It's the day I was born. So I'm sliding in with na 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 19. Tucker? Yeah, number three, I have seven. Seven was my number for sports, for most sports growing up. So I had to put it here. Uh, Number for a couple of great athletes. Cristiano Ronaldo is the only one that popped into my head. Trot uh, Nixon. Trot Nixon, yeah. I'm sure that I missed about 50 of them. Was he seven? Sorry about the other. Yeah, he was. Also, J.D. J.D. Drew. There we go. So we stopped naming, like, decent Red Sox players. <laughs> um, but, yeah, number seven was is my number three. Dylan. Oh, and Tampa Bay just scored three runs. Sweet. Must have been a home run. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of number three, three runs, my third number is going to be the number three. Uh, the <laughs> uh, number three is a great number. Um, I like that. Uh, if you look at the number three, it has three little things sticking out from the left side uh, to remind me of what the number means when I look at it. So, uh, I love this also, list. Also, number three uh, is considered the perfect number, the number of harmony, wisdom, and understanding. It's also the number of time, past, present, future, birth, life, death, beginning, middle, end. It was the number of the divine. I think literally everything. Wow. Uh, comes down to the three is goaded. Triangles got three sides. Also the strongest uh, shape. Shape. Also great. Uh, you got uh, a lot of things coming. Three, three. kings. Uh, there are three kings. Three stooges. Uh, three stooges. Um, Nikola Tesla would do everything in threes. If you don't know his story about that, he was, a crazy, he was kind of a crazy. Charlie person. Kelly's mom and Always Sunny does everything in threes. He wouldn't. Uh, he would have to wash his hands three times, brush his teeth three times. The guy lived and died by the number three. Um, <coughs> I think uh, all of uh, everything that is to be known about the universe can be known by the number three. So uh -huh. keep that in mind. All right. Wow. So wisdom for you. Jeez, I might have to amend my list. 
Um, also, uh, wasted takes. If you take the W and turn it 90 <laughs> degrees to the left, you get a three. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's right. Um, uh, my number two is going to be the number 12. Uh, I'm going the sports route here. Favorite athlete of all time, Tom Brady. Um, that's kind of it. Also, the combination of my number three number, 19, and my number two number, 12, 1912, the year the Titanic sank, is... Uh, also, your password to your phone. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> just let that also be Also, the year Fenway opened. Yeah, also the year Fenway opened. A lot of things happened that year. Um, big fan in the year 1912, but 1912, you know, the Titanic, one of my favorite things is to study as a child. Like, I poured hours into the Titanic. Great movie. Gave it a 10 on this podcast. Um, yeah, so 12 is is my number, uh, basically only because of Tom Brady and the Titanic. So 12 is my number two. Tucker? Uh, my number two, 59. Awesome number. You can never, like, it's just a number I like seeing. If you pick nine, I'm going to give them. Another Keno number. Time. It's, just a num- it's just a number, like, I see 59, and I'm like, ha that was funny. Like, it's the only number that gives me a genuine reaction every time I see it. So, yeah, 59 at number two. Dylan? Uh, number two for me is number 10. Uh, number 10 was my baseball number in college, so I literally have ample amounts of things i have one i'm wearing a shirt now it's got 10 on the back on my neck a lot of a lot of stuff in my wardrobe has 10 on it um which is funny because i never really uh enjoyed the number growing up um, i remember basketball it was always our good pal ben eric's number and if anybody ever thought of taking it from him you would get uh knives I in back. Him was 14. he was 14 later in his career uh, oh <clears throat> Okay, maybe he was 10 in grade school. That's I think I Vo- Chris Volley might have been number 10. Shout out Chris Volley. I think he might have been 10 at one point. I don't remember. That could be right. For some reason, I always thought Ben was. But um, anyway, yeah, number 10 uh, for me. Um, also, when you turn 10, you get two digits. Big like, time. hello. I remember my 10th birthday perfectly. That's huge. Um, it's a great, uh, <laughs> nice, even number. Um, 10 times 10 is 100. 10 is a great number. So I'm going 10 at 2. I like that. Um, My number 1 is going to be Dylan's number 5, which was the number 5. I'm going with number 5 here. Uh, I think I first got into the number 5 with Noma. And then uh, KG coming to town, the big ticket. Uh, One of my all-time favorite athletes. Probably my favorite Celtic of all time, Kevin Garnett, just because of the intensity he brings. I wore five in every single sport I played. So I wore it in baseball for Nomar. I wore it in basketball for KG. And then I wore it in football and what am I missing? Yeah, I guess football. I wore it in football uh, because I liked it. Um, so number five, easy one to multiply by. Five, 10, 15, 20, you know, you just know your fives like that. Uh, you know, $5 bill, got Abraham Lincoln, arguably the best president on it. Um, you know, the nickel, you know, you think about Cosmo and Wanda, it's a girl nickel. That's a very funny episode. I mean, five just appears everywhere. It's just a funny number. It's a, it's a good number. It's just, you know, it's a useful number and it's, it's got some great history with sports in it. So especially Boston sports. So, uh, I'm sticking with the number five for my number one, Tucker. Um, yeah, my number one is the only acceptable number one number. It is one. Any other thing than first is accepting mediocrity in your life. The only number I like to see next to my name is a number one. I guess Trey would rather see a number what? Was it Trey number five? Yeah. Next to your name? That, that checks out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was bred to be a winner. I was told to be a winner my entire life, and I only accepted first. First is the worst, second is the best. There's the one with the treasure chest. All right, well, that's a loser mentality. I thought it was the smelly breast. It could be the hairy chest. All right, China. <laughs> uh, Dylan, second is the best. I like, I, I like your argument, Tucker. I, I think you, you have a good <laughs> argument. Uh, Dylan, um, number one. So I haven't said the funny number, and I'm not going to. Um, I think it's overrated. No one said 420 um, either. 20, I don't like 20. Four, I said 4, 420. 
Oh, 420. Yeah, we're we an anti-drug podcast. So Yeah, we don't do that. Disavow drugs, like right now, yeah. saying that. None of that. Um, can't even believe you brought that up. Well, 69 God. and 420 kind of go hand in hand, so. Uh, shout out to Elon Musk for selling the uh, uh, Tesla at $69,420, like an absolute madman. Um, so, number one for me, I'm going following, following suit with Tucker. It's number one. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That make you feel bad. I feel number fine. one I like my is, is the number one number because it's number one. Um, there's no other number like it. Um, it's a special number. It's uh, deemed the number perfect number. It's the it's deemed the perfect number in mathematics. Um, it was also the number of Smitty Worman Yanker Man Jensen. Uh, <laughs> so I mean that just that alone puts it high on the list. Um, uh, you can only have one of of some things. But you can't have any less of than one things and have one, so it's very special. I, can, I have a half a pizza. Yeah, but you have one half of the pizza. Yeah, so I have half of the pizza. Yeah, but you can't have one. I understand. All right. Of the halves. You know, I thought about putting number one on my list. I thought it was a little. One of the half. You would have one of the half of the half. Yeah, but then at that point, it's one whole. <laughs> Alright, we're getting a little too into math here. I thought so, about putting one on my list, thought it was a little too basic, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, uh, that's our be- that's the best numbers. I bet Cam's going to be mad he missed that one. Um, Alright, movie. Uh, Lincoln, who watched it? Nope. Nope. Uh, Tucker, you lose a point. That's fine, I'd rather lose a point than watch all stupid fucking movies. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Tucker, da- back down to three points after picking up a point last week. Um, I'll have to ask Cam if you watched it. He'll probably lie. Right. Okay, well, I watched Lincoln. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's about Lincoln fighting for the uh, 13th Amendment, which, of course, freed the slaves. It's also battle dealing with the fact that he's trying to hold the Union together, and a lot of the Union didn't want to free the slaves, except for as a means to end the war. The war is coming to a close. He still wants to free the slaves. People aren't happy about it. He has to go through a lot of subterfuge to get it done. He has to hire people that offer people government jobs. You know, Lincoln, great president, did some shady stuff in his time. He was he silenced the press sometimes. You know, he he did some shady stuff. So, but he knew it was all for the best interest of the union and keeping the country together, and also for the emancipation of the slaves. So, um, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, one of my favorite actors, as we've been over in the actors list, uh, he does a great job. He looks exactly like him. Sounds what I think he would sound like. I guess we don't really know what Lincoln would sound like. But, um, yeah, uh, it's a good period piece, I think. And, you know, it's not too slow for me. I I imagine it would be slow for others, but not too slow for me. I'm going to go ahead with an 8-9 on this one um, for Lincoln. Really enjoyed it. One of my favorite movies. Probably one of my top 100 favorite movies of all time. But... All right. Um, I think Cam was supposed to go next. He was, but then it's Tucker. So since Cam is not here, Tucker, what's your move? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think, think I think Cam that. was so into it of wanting to. I think we just gotta let him. Yeah, we'll just let him pick it. I'm okay with that. I because I'm not ready to pick a movie. All right, movie will be announced next week and be reviewed. Um, <laughs> That's episode 84. Anybody got anything else? No. All right. Um, Cam, hopefully you listen to this over there in Europe. We miss you. We love you. Um, Tucker, <laughs> lost a point in the in the course of this episode. I don't regret it. Dylan, savior of squirrels. And Trey I... might have COVID. Probably not. Just Probably just a sore throat, but might have COVID. Dylan, you had something? Um, were you at that party? No. An Obama party? No. You, 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 you political man, you. What? What are you talking you about? Hear, you didn't hear about the Obama party? I, I didn't. Obama had like a 500 person party. They had COVID <clears throat> and Obama's party. Oh. I wish I went to Obama. I would have gone. 
if I had the in- invitation. Um, all right, that's Wasted Takes, episode 84, the Dion Branch and whoever else we said, Dennis Schroeder's contract that he Jason Tenorti. Jason Tenorti episode. Uh, Make sure to go vote on our polls. Vote for me. I want to catch Cam. I don't want Cam to beat me. And don't vote for me. I deserve him. Tucker. Tucker's out of the race. Literally, never vote for him again. He's he's cooked. (laughs) Um, How how many more weeks do we have? We got a lot of points up for grabs. We can. It's. I I I lose it in football season. It's still it's still anybody's race, really. Tucker's got to start picking it up, but it could be. It could be anybody's race, Tuck. You could rattle off uh, a bunch of wins. It'd be, it'll be it close. Year. I did. I was way behind last year. I just started Yeah, but you were behind in, in March and then came back in March. And you're now behind in late August. Well, mid-August. So. That's fair. Still ways to take her up the year until I'm otherwise. Still are. Thanks for getting wasted with us. We'll see you next week. Yeah.